0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of What Created the Creative. William Ladino joins me on this episode. It was really interesting to hear about William's life growing up in Venezuela and how a psychologist helped him to find his passion. William took us through his journey. And some of the driving factors behind leaving his home country and how Australia helped him to evolve as a person and as a designer. William talks about how he uses heavy metal to create his design space and how early morning physical exercise keeps his mind fresh. I invited William over one night and this is what happened. Welcome, Will. Thank you. Thanks for coming
1: on What Created the Creative. Excellent. Thanks for having me. Really, yeah. I'm really excited about it. Like, first time (laughs) recording a podcast and talking about this, to be
0: honest. And so I also find it quite um, nerve-wracking to have to open up and really (laughs) look inside. But feel free to go as deep as you want. Okay. I will (laughs) try not to cry. (laughs) Um, so, we're going to start off with just a bit of a word association. Okay. Have you done one of these before?
1: Yeah, long time. I was a kid. My parents got divorced or something.
0: Oh, <laughs> we'll touch on that later. <laughs> um, so, the idea is just I'll say a word and then you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Yeah. Um, and if you want to mull it over and think about it, you can do that. Cool. Um, so, I'll start with the first word, which is
1: Design problem solving, I would say, um, in the most creative and crazy way, but at the same time have to be like down to earth. So it's complicated. Pencil. Freedom. Um, just that's what is the pencil, particularly the pencil is kind of significance in my, my life. And, uh, yeah, it's freedom for me work work is passion if you don't feel passionate about what you do don't do it dream dream that's daily think does um <clears throat> what you you know the drive for you every every day your dreams you follow it and that's what the reason i wake up every morning it's like oh yeah i dream about that let's do it (laughs) passion passion is pretty much your feel of everything you do related to work or hobby or anything that you have to set your mind on so if you don't have the passion definitely something's wrong hero hero um well tricky one no really i don't i don't have any heroes i i try to learn from people but i don't have anyone that i will say oh he's my hero i admire a lot of people like you know quite proud of the things that people do sometimes but yeah i don't i don't have any hero at the moment i can think about fear fear well, well. Fear is have to be present every single time. I think that's one of the things that challenges you. Whatever you do, you have fear. You 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 it's a presence, and um and that drive you to improve, drive you to solve, and drive you to solve things, and 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 just challenge yourself and. I don't know, I think it's really important to, to have a presence that, that fear. Money. Money is a tool, um, definitely a tool, um, helps you to get to maybe quality and things that you like and, and, and a tool to get things that you dream about before. Um, it's not everything, but it helps a lot. Happiness. Happiness, um, that's the main goal. You, my, personally for me, I I get bored really easy and, um, and I'm always looking for something to, to think about, do or read or something. And, and I think when I found that, that moment when I just found something I'm really passionate about, I'm super happy, but sometimes I have to go back and say, okay, cool, let, let's see where I am and let's settle and, yeah, I'm happy for this too as well. So it's a constant search, to be honest, for, for me and probably for many people. Regret. Regret? Never. Everything, every single mistake I've ever done, every single thing I have done wrong, I learned about it. And, uh, and because I learned about it, I have to improving for the next time and a scenario that presents my you know itself, I know how to respond, I know what to do. So very cool. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets.
0: <laughs> so one of those word associations that really stood out for me was the dream one. Yeah. Where you sort of said you wake up in the morning, it's sort of everything yep. you're dreaming about and then you're like, yeah, let's go do it or let's go get it. What's one of the biggest sort of dreams you've had?
1: I think one of the biggest one I have had was, um, 10 years ago, maybe more, um, a lot of uh, shitty situations in some point in my life. And I woke up one day and say, let's get out of here. Um, and I was in my home country, and decided to to move to another country out of the blue. no, no nothing that I know Let's like what country this country Did I speak the language no, nope. let's learn it
0: and what's your home country
1: Venezuela so my I speak Spanish, and that's my main um mother language and um yeah, I learned English ten years ago when I moved to Australia eight intense months in an uh, English school whereabouts in
0: Australia did you move to
1: um when I arrived in Australia yeah I I moved to Brisbane when I arrived I was like uh of the three all the, all the main cities then between Perth Sydney Melbourne Brisbane was more affordable and um and I think it was the was a good choice to be honest um had to start over there um didn't like it too much the weather too hot too humid so and I spent nine months over there um, until I found a job in Canberra and I moved to Canberra
0: I want to jump back you mentioned that before you moved to Australia some real shitty things happened back in your home country Um, I want to go further than that and sort of go back to your childhood and just if you can paint us a picture of like a normal day Maybe you're like five, five to 10. Just take you through like a normal day in your childhood. Um, I
1: have a few memories from my childhood. Um, I used to jump between schools a lot. So um, my parents had me when they were really young. I think my mom was like 18. My dad was 20. So um, they moved to another city and um I couldn't go with them at that time, so I was pretty much raised my first two three years by my grandmother and um and after that, I moved to that city they call it's called Valencia, where I lived most of my life and um and um they I remember is they they got divorced around when I was six or seven, so yeah, I have things that block a lot like during that time. But uh but the was something that happened was the <laughs> they obviously they took me to the psychiatrist or psychologist, I can't remember what it was. And um and he asked me to draw something. Wow. And I draw, I remember like a sort of view of a city with mountains and stuff, and a helicopter, I remember. And um something like and um and i said okay i like this i like the drawing i like the sort of like creating something out of the blue um on a piece of paper and that click that sort of spark stay there obviously jumping between school was really difficult to dedicate to something because i was pretty much jumping between cities as well yeah and uh when i was about 11 or something i asked i told my mom Okay, I need to do something about I used to have a lot of um activities as a kid, karate swimming and things like that. But I was I was getting bored. It, it wasn't something I really really liked about those things and I found drawing or paint. So I'm putting on this painting class in this art sort of art center in my city, which is like a really well-known. And uh I spent uh, like a couple of days. In this class, and the teacher say, "Okay, let's move to another one because this is not the right the right class for you." So they put me in adult class. I was eleven or twelve years old, and I spent almost six months in that class, um, painting. Not painting. I was drawing. I, I was. I'm not really a fan of colors when I have to do something in paper, and uh, I got a scholarship to study stratigraphy in one of the most important museums in Latin America in the capital city of Venezuela. It's pretty big. I was twelve. Yeah, wow. And my (laughs) mom (laughs) said (laughs) no.
0: So do you just to unpack that a little bit, do you have you ever thought Around why she said no, or have you ever wondered? Because
1: I was a kid, I was twelve years old. He was like a single mom with a twelve years old trying to just move to another city to, you know, to study stereography in this important museum, and it was like, and she was like, no, it's not going to happen. Sorry, but yeah, we can't. And uh, and obviously for for us it was, it was my mom and uh-huh. I only, and uh, like we used to pretty much have this memory we used to sleep in the bed and this side together just like you know we was like a really rough beginnings for us and um so yeah so it was completely understandable when you
0: got this scholarship yeah pretty amazing <clears throat> yeah and then your mum said no <laughs> and it seems like you're at t- you're comfortable with that decision that was
1: made yeah did that did you lose your passion for drawing when you um, said no i stopped I stopped it pretty much. I stopped and um, I never do it again. Well, I did. I did it for, for high school, pretty much for, um, you know, in high school, I had this technical drawing subject and I have it for many years, like in year nine and year 10, I think in year eight as well, technical drawing. It was bad. It was too messy. And, um, I, I was about to fail and the, the, the professor remember, told me um, you're about to fail so what kind of project can you do it's like can you can I bring you something I can draw out of the blue and say so, okay try and I draw this <laughs> massive sort of piece of um, um carton like huge Like imagine like a box that you open it and I go and um, coal pencil let's let like, this the the thick one is like a square cold pencil that like your, all your hands get all dirty and i draw this house um and i cover one of the walls with piece of our uh, newspapers and stuff so it was like a sort of crazy collage sort of drawing thing i did that sort of like a draft and i deliver it okay this is what i can do and the guy was like Okay, you pass. (laughs) And there was the last few things that I remembered I did when I was, you know, drawing. Um, I used to, I like heavy metal when I was 12 and 14, things like that, you know, during my teenage years.
0: Americanized heavy metal or was there like? Maiden,
1: Air Maiden, still like it. (laughs) Um, Was there heavy metal like local bands? Uh. Yeah, I have a couple of friends. still friends that used to have these bands. And yeah, that was my first connection with music. Yeah, they, they have the bands. And I never play an instrument. I try bass many times. But yeah, like they have so heavy metal kind of thing. But they didn't last too long. Um, I used to draw the, the album covers. So they, I, I would have, you have the CD, you know, like really small. And I would draw the same thing and a bigger piece of paper.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, that's, I used to do that most of the time and I will cover my closet and my walls with those drawings Do you have any of those drawings? No way
0: <laughs> No way So what, you're probably about
1: 13, 14 here? Yeah and after that I, I, um, I joined the Boy Scout so I was a Boy Scout and uh, it, was, it was really good i really i really liked the i think that was the first time i experienced solving problems to be honest like um yeah with the you will send us to this i don't know random place and we you have to con do some constructions uh with bamboo or we have to just cut trees and do this like a towers and i don't know weird things that we have to build and um And that was the problem of the thing. It's like trying to use the resources you have without, you know, sort of damage too much where you are. And um, yeah, it was pretty good. It was, um, I really liked it. My mom used to, ground me like, okay, this weekend you're not going to the Boy Scout because you did this.
0: That was your punishment. <laughs> yeah, that was my punishment. To not go to Boy Scout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> that was my Saturday afternoon. It was funny. Um, yeah,
0: no life, just going to the Boy Scout. Do you remember what sort of things would warrant a grounding?
1: Jeez. Um, I used to, it was, there was another thing around that time I used to do was skateboarding. So, yeah, this to do crazy things with the skateboarding um, and going out and probably I uh, will hear about this ramp we can go and I would just jump into my bicycle with my skateboard in my bag and just like, just ride 40 minutes to the other side of the city and, um, and go to this ramp. And I will fail and I will just like have all these scratches in my in my my hands, my my elbows and stuff. Come back home, <laughs> my mom. What happened? Nothing. <laughs> Where were you? And it's like no, just here around, blah blah blah. And um, <clears> or <throat> we will found this leg, and I will try to sort of jump out of the edge or like a little hill and onto the leg and things like that. I think I remember one time I lost my keys, my house keys, mm-hmm. inside the lake, and um, yeah, I had to come back home and just bust. My mom was like, "Ah, oh, can you let me in? Where are your where are your keys?" Like I lost it. Where? Where were you? Oh god, no boy scouts for you. <laughs> so yeah, you'll be. One time I was grounded for one month, summer, wow. like a summer vacation spent. You know, the North Hemisphere is. Um, july august so i was all august grounded in my room that's it i couldn't go out just to eat and no tv nothing
0: during that time when you're grounded for a month <laughs>
1: were you creative at all
0: did you find your passion again for drawing or
1: no i used to get the um that was i was younger and i used to get toys and build stuff and this just like put it apart and put it together again. So um yeah, I had a lot of bits of toys that got destroyed because, you know, just my curiosity to would get this, you know, like car with, you know, remote controller. I would just put it apart completely and build another one putting things together. And um uh, yeah, I spent my days that way just to to keep my mind active.
0: So the idea of like fixing a problem or solving yeah. a situation. Solving a situation's come from there. You Definitely, sort of yeah. Stem from that. Um, I really want to try to understand when you fell back into this creative realm.
1: I, um, I graduated from high school. I went to uni, studied IT um, because around the 90s, I thought, I said to myself, "IT is the future, so definitely. So, computers not gonna stay in what it is right now in the '90s. Mm. Um, so, and I, li- I really f- kind of like the, the 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 logic sort of thing, the programming languages, like that l- base logic is kind of interesting." Um, also i became a math 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 tutor like a, you know teaching helping with mathematics to all the new students of the university which i was surprised about didn't like it when i was in high school um and um i graduate well i didn't graduate sorry i i just stopped university and just like went to to start working on something so i work in my the family business or not the family business. my dad business was insurance so i became an insurance broker and i was an insurance broker for about three four years or five years i can remember um that seems quite on the opposite spectrum of drawing I'm, and i know i know it was it was hey you make i make a lot of good money but it was just tiring. It was, and that's the reason I, let, I just quit. Like one day, I said, "You know what? I'm done. I'm done." I um, I um, I told to my dad, "I quit. I can't. I can't do it anymore." And uh, that was a thing that How was. How old were you then? Ah, uh, I was. I was in my twenties. I was probably twenty four, twenty something.
0: Did you feel like? your dreams or your passions weren't being fulfilled during uh, this time? Is that? Yeah, def, a...
1: definitely not. I was like, something was missing, you know, like, okay. I was like, became this person. I, I will go to work. I will um, help people. And it's, but was, that's one of the things about being an insurance broker. I learned how to deal with people, how to just get into them, trying to understand what they need and, um, and, trying to give you the best solution for them and it's funny it's just insurance but that's the whole job about you have to earn the trust of of this person that's going to pay you a lot of money for a piece of paper that to cover them for something that might happen so um, I learned a lot about that so imagine it was like a Thursday or something I, I just had this arguing with my dad I said you know what i'm gonna quit and I'm, I'm just i'm done and i went to the beach that weekend with my friends and stay stayed the whole weekend in in the beach and i had this couple with my clo- one of my closest friends and um they had this company digital company about doing websites and stuff and he, the guy said to me oh well you're really good with clients um would you like to to join us and to be um, sort of like a digital um, um, manager or something like that, just to help us out with the with the clients.
0: Is this like the mid nineties?
1: Uh no, that was the two thousands. Two thousands. Yes. And so you spent like eight years as an insurance broker. No, no, no. Did, obviously I graduate, um, went to insurance broker, and um, I continued university. I graduate study at nine, so it took me a bit more. Yeah. And, um, but I started uni when I was, it was in '96. Yeah, okay. So it was, yeah, going to the night in the 2000s, yeah, and starting this company. um So as a sort of project manager sort of thing. And um, I remember exactly the day when the guy asked me, Oh, do you understand? You know, you know, HTML? And I was like, No, but show me because i got it in it but in that time we didn't have any html css i have we have these basic languages like c plus plus or pascal or things that are quite useless right now um and uh he showed me html i said like, oh yeah that's that seems easy i can help you out with that and he showed oh now people is doing this css thing and i was like, okay cool let me just Go about it and trying to figure out how it works and that's the day i became front-end developer and that was ooh, i have to put the time on it <laughs> 17 years ago 16 years ago i don't know it was a long time ago and that's when i started from developing um yeah and after that that's when i found something that i really like again and because it was so close to design and um you know the guys would put something together it's like and i will make it you know that's the feeling they have this design done in photoshop and they gave to me and i will just pretty much you know build it and okay it's alive now it's 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 on the web it's on the line (laughs) and uh the interwebs is just having this website here and uh that i build and code myself so it was it was great um and that's when this whole thing started
0: so it just it just blows my mind to just be like hey i'll look at HTML and then i'll learn it and be really good at
1: it <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, i learned a lot of logic in you know when i was in uni studying it the primary language so i knew how it it worked so To be honest so it's just to understand a little bit more how the whole rest of the thing is Um, but it's HTML CSS it's not a big thing to be honest is you have to just become smart how you use it
0: at this stage how do you learn English
1: Um, that's the the basic stuff of English is especially for programming because all the primary languages are using us English and, and um, it's the same for for HTML the same for CSS and the funny thing is I used to use all these attributes and things that I didn't understand what it was I know what will happen if I use it like okay if I type background something this was gonna happen and you have the relationship okay that's the background but um, but it was basic it was pretty much basic and um, But the good thing is that because I have this basic sort of words that I knew when I had the interview in the English school they have six levels each level divided in three sub levels and uh, I had the interview about you know uh, where's your English level right now so I can put you in the right spot and because I wasn't really um, shy or anything to talk with This person, it was like moving my hands and stuff, and yeah. you know, ex- trying to explain myself. They put me at level five, okay, and I didn't know anything about grammar.
0: Well, you being like, um. <laughs>
1: Open bracket, close background, yeah. <laughs> close bracket, yeah, <laughs> 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 you kind of thing like that. Hey, I, uh, friends, help me a lot as well. You know yeah. this series, and yeah, I learned a lot about that. Uh, the English and understand now it makes sense. Uh, most of the jokes make sense because now I understand completely understand what <laughs> they want to say. But um, but yeah, it's just um, when you're learning a, this new a new language, you can't be shy. You have to just go for it. Make mistakes. Do you think learning
0: like a computer language, HTML, CSS, and doing your IT degree helped almost like program your mind to be able to learn a language,
1: a second language, easier? Uh not really. I don't think so. Um to because when you're learning a language, you need to learn how you express yourself in a different with different words and a different pronunciation. So that's nothing to do. It's not related to any programming that you're doing. It's about like you find that way that you can express yourself um and everything you're thinking with different words and yeah, so I don't think it helped. It helped me to get a job <laughs> the first time, but yeah, it didn't really influence you know like I speak English or anything.
0: I want to jump back into your first digital design job with your friend Mm. you got at the beach which is a pretty cool way to get a job yeah (laughs) especially two days after you quit your job (laughs) Um, and I want to sort of unpack your journey there um, and take us through like your evolution as a designer so
1: I started you know obviously started with the whole um, project management and and sort of like helping to sell the stuff with the clients and, and I had the understanding of the design and I started to learn how this design could help this person to achieve X goal. And that's, that would push there is when it started to sort of like a digging into more into the whole friend part is like, okay, how can we make this possible? Um, in terms of design Um, this is beautiful for a print design but how we do it to make it really nice and to make it a website and it doesn't look like a sort of print Um, so I learn new techniques and stuff um, and I have to say that I didn't spend too much time when I was in this company in terms of designing. I appreciate the design. I have an eye. I had an eye completely for everything and colors and things and spacing, but the whole breakthrough was when I moved to Australia. Um, be, first of all, because when I moved here and I got my first job, I realized they really care about it. They really care about, look, it's a website. In Venezuela, I didn't didn't care too much, it's something a presence in the web, and that's it. And it still is, which is funny. Um, but in Australia it was different, and it was like, okay, this is serious, you know. What sort of websites were you building? Back home? Yeah, back home. Um, we have e-commerce and the 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 guy had um this guy has put together sort of a CMS cost, you know, they made they build from scratch, really basic in PHP. And um they just, you know, you have a sort of like a e-commerce kind of thing or, or you have a website with a form. Um, it was, yeah, it wasn't like a big thing. We use a lot of Flash. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was kind of limited. But that's the kind of website, especially for um, to solve sort of, I mean, there was this um, doctor he had. I can't remember. He was like a heart surgery or something like that. So he has this conference that he, put, he used to organize for all these doctors in Latin America. And, um, and we made a website for him. So all the events and stuff, registration, information about it, things like that. Um, we, that's the thing, kind of thing we used to do. Nothing really super creative. Nothing with marketing, really. Yeah, okay. It's Venezuela. They didn't really care too much about it at that time.
0: Just want to paint the picture. You've yeah. left the insurance place. You're working at this yeah. new, uh, like IT company, working on sort of selling the idea of websites and then helping out build them. Yep. Did you find during this time that your dreams or your aspirations started to shift and pivot, and you were thinking about?
1: I discovered a new way to express, and you discover a new passion that time. So and it was something that i was really really um proud about because i I really liked it during the time i didn't know how big it was i wasn't aware of it i was just doing it It was like okay i like this i'm gonna do it i was i was young i was in my 20s early 20s and uh, um well well almost late 20s to be honest and but you know around that time when I was just like you you know your parents started pushing to be serious and something I found this um, and uh, and I really liked it I just continued doing it and it was technology is something that when you're young especially around the early 2000s or the late 90s was something that was kind of daunting but interesting and you wanted to just dig into it it's like to, trying to understand um and I think that was the whole passion about is the curiosity about like okay where this is gonna go the how far this rabbit hole can go so
0: okay let's do it I remember I was at I think high school yeah and we had some like intro to HTML and and the internet and stuff like that which I think our project was to create like a search engine um, and I remember I just ripped off Google even like the the font and had extra letters in some word. <laughs> <laughs> but at that time I'm like, this is really cool. Yeah. Um, but for me, like it wasn't wasn't something that clicked and it wasn't a passion for me. Whereas it sounds like that's something that really just opened up a whole new aspect of
1: of who you are and, and where you could go with it. Yeah. Does that, uh, do you remind me of something I did at uni? Oh, dude, I was I was quite I would say I was lazy <laughs> but um, I used to party a lot when I was in uni and um, I had this project for I don't know I don't even remember the language that I had to put together and I completely forgot and um, and we have to do this game so I sat down outside the laboratory where all the computers were I grabbed my notebook and start writing the code. <laughs> For this game, this game was like a block shooting lines to destroy other blocks. The neighbors they are coming down. Mm. That's it. So I would start just writing down the idea of the, the code and how it's gonna work and blah blah blah. And um, and I just jump into the laboratory and I talk to the teacher and I say, Oh, sorry, i completely lost the the, the disc where it, this was <laughs> but i have all my notes can i just write it like really quickly it's like yeah yeah just do it and i wrote it there it's like just i got one of the computers i wrote everything the whole idea do, 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 do. put some colors in the blocks and um and it just delivered the, the game and I'm the guy was just playing and once you win <laughs> the whole thing crashed <laughs> <laughs> so but you know like oh you pass that's it was like it, yeah it was so funny it was like i spent the whole it was a friday i remember i would spend the whole friday morning writing that in my notebook and and after that in the computer so i can deliver after lunch and um and after that yep done done and dusted let's go have let's go it's friday night this this party again so <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah those kind of things that just came to my mind yeah I think that creating things but yeah again Australia was the breakthrough though, differently Australia was some um, people things and I used to the mind of my first job this guy was really picky with everything he's a he was he's a designer um, um, the he was about the spacing and stuff and it pushed me more about to have a look at the spacings and and now I can recognize how many, how many 30 pixels and 100 pixels are straight okay. away and um and it was there I spent two years working there um decided to go with sas css preprocessor out of the blue everybody was using less ah i gotta use sas now everybody uses us mm. and um and yeah i started with cmss and stuff and and uh, i think my next job was the whole thing then everything is about the creative part okay we can be more creative design can be more than just blocks and lines
0: before we get into australia yeah um it seems like the the transition from your home town yeah country to australia was quite influential in in getting more and more into design and that creative aspect yeah and i want to just spend a little bit of time in that lead up as to as you said earlier to that point where you're like that's it i'm done i'm going
1: to come to australia when when i decided to move to australia yeah um as i said a lot of things happened in that time a lot of sad memories i have that Probably I don't want to talk about it. Um, and um, I remember it's my birthday. My birthday, the 31st of December. And I was sitting in a dark um, room. I think it was the, the, the living room of my grandmother's house. Um, and um, sitting there and just drinking, I think I was drinking rum or something. And um, thinking about, okay, what is going to happen? I need to you know like I need to do something and and that was sort of like okay cool this let's, let's get out of here so spent the whole night thinking about it the following following days I probably would dream about it and I would go okay cool, just jump into to a computer and start just doing some research Canada Australia, Argentina was my choices economy in argentina was really bad still is canada was too cold and australia was i think you know the last choice and see it's really far away but who cares um so that was it okay what can i do to move to australia and it's that i'm talking about this is january and i moved to australia in September the Mm. same year so and I'm supposed to go to come in July but my visa got delayed for something so I have to arrive in September but this is January to July I'm doing everything I can to just move and leave everything behind and I think that was the point I'm leaving everything behind I don't I don't want to know anything about it just starting from zero, starting from scratch. And I can, I pretty much, I had the opportunity to re, reinvent myself, which I did in a way, I just didn't care about the stuff. I just went for it. Um, um I didn't care about like, oh, if I'm going to make a mistake, I'm going to make the mistake. If I made a mistake, good. If I don't make it, even better. But I'm going to try. So things that, that I learned is that I have to try. And move to another country. I don't know anybody in this country. So move and learn your language. Start from zero. Um, How these jobs where people, like, you know, like people look down at you, like I, I used to be cleaners and stuff, like I had to get money somehow. And applying for jobs as well as a front-end developer. But I'm a foreigner. My English is like halfway. And I went to a couple of interviews. Um, I remember going to What If. I had an interview in What If. Mm. Yeah, and um, and I have this room full of people, of front-end developers asking me questions. And I made a mistake in one. Okay. Which I didn't realize that, you know, like that part that we talked about before, English. Mm. If I speak English, you know, like learning programming or CSS, but I didn't realize exactly what's the real meaning of that word. Um and um and yeah, I made that mistake. And the guy was like, Ooh, when my answer was wrong. So yeah, then they will call me. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> and um that was in Brisbane. So I, I'm I'm really thankful that didn't happen, to be honest, and uh, because I just have the opportunity to move to Canberra, and uh, and this here is what I can could develop as a sort of front end.
0: Do you think you carry with you <clears throat> that sort of driver and mentality that made you make that leap to get here? Is that something that you still hold with you and are still well?
1: I, if I set my mind I can do whatever I want to be honest um, a couple of years ago we were even even before joining my current job um, I was thinking moving overseas again like oh I, I spent um, you no know, the my pre- the previous Christmas in Europe and um, and I fell in love with Amsterdam and I said oh I want to I want to live here and I, I start applying for jobs in Amsterdam <laughs> And um, I think I remember one of the requirements was you at uh, least two European languages. And, no, one European language and English. And they're like, oh, I speak Spanish, I speak English. Perfect. Done. So, but I don't have any European passport. <laughs> <laughs> so the people pretty much said to me, um, the, one of the, I had this interview and, and the following interview, they were really, really honest. They said, it will take us three months to get you here. It's a lot of time, and um, so okay, cool, it's fine. So I started applying for jobs in Canberra. <laughs> and what sort of jobs were you applying for? Um, at the beginning, or last year? At the year? beginning. <laughs> at the beginning, when you wanted to move here. Um, when I moved, wanted to move to Canberra. No, I never wanted to move to Canberra. I never wanted that. I didn't know about Canberra. I didn't even knew that Canberra was the capital of Australia no idea i was applying everywhere right so right. i was like i need a job so i started sending applying for jobs in sydney now i think i didn't apply for sydney i didn't have this thing that sydney was too expensive to to get there and to leave and things. so i was like okay canberra oh yeah go there Boom! I apply for jobs in perth apply for jobs in melbourne and um the i got this phone call from canberra so um had a, like a video interview and um funny is that the guy said oh i saw your photo i, I like your photo so that's the reason i call you <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> what? and my the next job after that one was the same thing i saw your photo you were smiling i really like your photo and that's the reason we just sent you the, the the this job for you to apply and i was like oh, okay
0: i'm gonna change all my photos on linkedin of me just smiling
1: (laughs) yeah maybe i need to (laughs) i need to have a smile now because i'm really serious in the current one (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah is as yeah australia was one of the best decisions i ever made in my life just um allow me to start from zero allow me to be myself um Funny thing is, I I always knew I always knew that I needed to go to another country. Um, since I was I don't know a teenager, I said like, I don't I don't I don't can't find I can't find my spot in this in here. Um, and uh, and working as an insurance broker taught me that that I I couldn't be myself at all. So I need to. I, sometimes you need to pretend to sell to sell the, all the insurance and stuff, and I hated that. And when I moved to Australia, I decided I have to be myself, and I have no matter what. People would get upset about it, people will be happy about it, but at least, you know, I'm being myself. And that's the thing, what's the most important thing.
0: Yeah, it's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. Um, and like, as you said, the opportunity to reinvent yourself, yeah. Not many people would take that opportunity, or even get that opportunity to actually do it, and then make it something that's like beneficial and almost fulfilling. Some of your dreams, to be honest,
1: this country allows you to do that. Um, you can change your career any time. I have stories, and now I remember the I met this guy, and he told his story. And I was so, uh, uh, wow, it was like so proud of what he has done. It's like with his life and turning around. And he was here, you know, like you can, you mid 40s and change. Okay, I'm going to do something else. And you can. That's something that n- no, a lot of people are, a lot, you know, are able to do. Not even in U.S., not even there.
0: Have you had any thoughts about changing your career again? Is there anything that's driving you more than being a front-end developer?
1: Right now, yes, I'm thinking about what to do next, to be honest. I'm thinking about how can I evolve to, to, to the next me. Um, um, I spend a lot of time in the creative and marketing advertising sort of work now I'm working more like a sort of like government, you know, like something more structured. And because everything's more structured, allows me a little bit to think about what's the next step. Because when things are really structured, it's just like, okay, just press this button, it will go. Um, and uh, and it's a good base. So, because you're setting your base in a more structural environment. And after that, okay, what's the next thing I can do? This is my base. I'm going there now. And, but I don't know. um, Obviously with all these things happening around the world, it's been kind of difficult to think. How can I, what can I do next? Um, But I still, still thinking. I think one of the biggest questions I've been is like, I'm a front end developer, but I understand designers. But I also understand developers, but I'm not a developer. I don't, I don't, I don't feel sort of passionate about the developers things like you know they have these discussions about it and I don't get it and but I want to hang out with designers I get them and I can understand and I can speak to them so I always be in the middle because I can speak to developers and I can speak to designers and I can find a middle point and I understand it between those two Um, that's a front-end developer hey but right now the the front-end development going it's going to more towards coding, purely coding kind of thing. And I don't see myself in that. So um, that's pretty much what I'm trying to figure out, what I'm going to do next. So if you could
0: do anything tomorrow and money wasn't an issue, yeah. what would it be?
1: Travel again. Yeah, travel. Uh, I think I, there's a lot of things I wanted to know um and cultures and that experience other that things like in my that trip to europe taught me that we're so lucky in this country that we we took a lot of things for granted and uh, we're lucky honestly mm-hmm. there's a lot of things like they busting their asses there over there to have a life quite similar to what we have in here so um I need, I want to travel, I want to know more. And, um, and probably during that time, during that traveling, just find out exactly what's going to happen next. Uh, maybe I will become a tattoo artist in the future. Who knows? Oh, I'll get a tattoo <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> How much do you think your life experiences and where you've come from have played a part in, Helping you become sort of that creative leader that you are today. Um,
1: I was going to say because I'm Venezuelans, um, I'm Venezuelan. I can speak my mind without problem, and because I'm a foreigner in this country, I can. I'm allowed to do a little bit because oh, he's foreigner. He doesn't <laughs> understand. I'm aware of it. Sorry, but I'm being aware all the time, um, and. Uh, I think that's the biggest influence. Like, um, my culture is quite honest, quite direct, and and uh, and trying to apply this this sort of direct culture, but obviously trying to merge it with the sort of Australian culture and how everything works in here in terms of work environment and things. And i maybe great, so um, I know where to step up and uh, and so go things, go for it, and upset my mistakes as well. Um, I don't. I'm not shy to upset. Okay, I made a mistake, and I've done it many times. And I go to the person in charge say, "I have done. I have done a really bad thing. Uh, this is what happens." But I already saw we doing this. At the end of the day, I need to find a solution. So um, I recognize my mistakes, and I think that's really important. That opening a, a lot of, a lot of doors for me in here, especially with people. Because then, you know, I'm honest. And that's one of the biggest thing is being honest Um, with yourself and with the rest of the people. It's it's quite important.
0: Yeah, I would 100% agree. And you can sort of tell um, like junior designers to more senior designers by how much they can be open to their own work and not so attached to it. Yeah. Um, And especially like you especially need to be able to, have that honesty in yourself to be able to say, hey, this isn't right, Mm -hmm. someone help me or I did this wrong. Um, And I think that's probably like the the true essence of designing is that you have to do it collaboratively and you can't solely just sort of do something and throw it out there because it's only one perspective. When you're coding, do you ever sort of think about Different perspectives and and take into account, maybe, like that. Your perspective of how you're interpreting this thing
1: might not actually be. Yeah, correct. it happens. You know, like you have a obviously sometimes you get lost in translation as well in terms of um this is the problem trying to understand and and uh, and if I call in something obviously as a coder and a lot of coders we we understand me it's like. You try to just do it, like you know, you don't worry too much, especially when you spend so much time on it, and it doesn't work. And it's like, ugh. once it works, it's like, okay, cool, it worked. Now, let's tweak this. Ooh, no, go back. And so, is um, you think about the best way, but sometimes you have the, you have to rush it. And it happens. You have to. You have a deadline, and and you need to finish. You're trying to be the best way you can, and with the times you have. But in the following project, when you start doing it, you start remember what you did before, and it was like, "Ooh, I couldn't do it this way." And but you know what? You learn it, and now you're doing it for this new project in a better way. So uh, a function could start with ten lines and suddenly two projects later is three lines which is great mm-hmm. um but again you, you're just learning um it's, it's something that you every day you're trying to improve you don't have all the answers so
0: just to wrap up yep i sort of want to understand what drives you today like what gets you out of bed and and what are you sort of aspiring to or dreaming of
1: these days um so i found this uh sort of little passion i have about training like uh, every morning and that's my sort of like it's not a boost it's like something i need to do it's good for me so i have to do it so go wake up really early train for an hour um um and after that come back home and have a shower think about it so what i got to do today and uh and i want to start planning around um but uh at the moment i have to say it's, it has become quite repetitive probably because we have this situation with all the covid19 and and uh you know, you you try, you, the days became like sort of a routine that you're trying to change, but you have limitations. And um, pretty much I, I'm just trying to find things to keep my mind busy and trying to find things that, that can change my routine a little bit or or find routines for me that I can follow. And um, and I know they're gonna make it a bit different every day, um, even without thinking. So because at the end it's a routine, but uh, but at least you're doing something. You know, like you're moving and you keep your blood flowing around uh, in your body. Um, till that next bar appears, at some point it could happen just reading something. It could happen just watching a show on TV. You never know. Trust me, it happened. It, it, that's the only way that for me happened before. A boom, okay, now it's this.
0: Do you find that routine stifles your creativity or helps you have those creative moments?
1: Um, the routine allows you to have time for those creative moments. So my if I have to think that if I have to solve a problem, I had to create a sort of like environment for me with headphones on, really loud music, loud. And uh, it's create like a sort of stressful environment in my head. But now it's, it's funny. I just focus on something. I don't. At I don't, some point, I don't listen to the music, and I just focus on that problem and I'm trying to solve it. Um, so I'm, with this routine, what I'm doing is creating those scenarios um, where I can just have doing without, and doing it without thinking. So I can just focus on one idea that happens while I'm doing all these things. there's it's a bit of multitasking, but it's not, it's just, yeah, you focus on something else. Again, I get bored really easy. So I need to get distracted with something. Um, so, um, I trying to find that sort of multitasking scenario where I can just focus and just get that idea flowing. It's weird, but yeah, it works. it works, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. whatever works. <laughs> awesome. Um, thanks so much for oh, being. Thank you, thank you. On an episode of What Created the Creative, I'm pretty sure I say this most episodes, but it's actually really cool to spend the time and really get to know someone's story and unpack that. So thanks for sharing.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. It's my first time, so um, hopefully, yeah, some people can just like. Sort relate to at some point, yeah. Okay. Good, thank you. Thank I'll you. I'll see you around. Yeah.